Now, any, anyone here named Harold? Do we have any Harolds? Anyone named Harold in the house? No, okay, because it's Christmas and we're supposed to hark you, so hark the Harolds. <laughs> so I wanted to, if there were, wanted to hark you. Um, but, no, no, of course, it, Christmas is about, you know, Hark the Heralds, but that's spelled different. And a herald is not a guy named Harold. It's a, uh, someone who announces thing, something, right? So uh, the, the good news of great joy, that's what where Sean read our scripture reading, and uh, that's what the angels heralded, right? The good news of great joy. They were the heralds of that good news. And the announcement... The reason it was such good news is that God was exchanging something. He was exchanging the, the, the judgment due us. He was exchanging our sin for the joy of salvation. So really the Christmas message is about God's gift. It's kind of a gift exchange. <laughs> You're exchanging. He's exchanging uh, the judgment for the joy of salvation. And that's good news. And it's, great. it's great, good news of great joy. And that's what was heralded, that God is giving a wonderful Christmas gift. And then the great part of this good news of great joy is that it wasn't just good news for people back then, you know, when Jesus walked the, world, the, the earth. It's good news for all time. It's, great, it's good news of great joy because it's greater than just that moment. Just those people who are participating in the events so yes, Mary had joy that her wait was over, that now she had this baby after, you know, because pregnancy's hard. But that waiting was more than just Mary's waiting. It was a waiting for the whole nation. The whole nation was waiting for God to exchange the, the, the judgment, the, the um, injustice of the world for salvation. So this baby was not just a gift for Mary and her family, for people back then. This baby was a gift to the whole world. He was the Savior. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Just like the angels said to the shepherds, just like the angels heralded to the shepherds. And now Rashawn already read the scripture, but I just want to look at it quickly again. In verse 8, Luke 2, verse 8, it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So here we already have the beginning of the exchange. Uh, in other words, the shepherds, when an angel appears to them, they are afraid. Whenever in the scripture angels or God appears, people are afraid. Why? Well, because they know I'm in the presence of the holy God. So, so therefore, is, is, is it time for judgment? Because if it is, uh, I'm in trouble. And so the, the angels show, and it's like, oh, is God showing up? Is, I can't stand in the presence of a holy God. And what do the angels say? Fear not. No, the Christmas message isn't about fear. It's about joy. It's about, it's about that your God is doing something. The thing that makes you afraid, God's doing something about that. There's a Savior born for you. So exchange your fear for joy. And then they say in verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. Again, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, this Messiah, this Savior that you've been waiting for. This exchange is going to be taking place. So exchange your fear for joy. So skip down to verse 16. So that the shepherds, they, they listen to the heralds, the angels, 
And they go in haste in verse 16, and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So now who's the heralds? It's the shepherds. So the angels begin as the heralds of the good news, but now the shepherds become heralds. And verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. So the angels, they bring good news of great joy. They're heralds. And then when the shepherds, when they see for themselves, they go rejoicing and praising God. They become heralds. And then Mary, notice she treasures all these things in her heart. You see, joy, yes, sometimes it's praise, sometimes it's raucous, but real deep joy can also be quiet. It's so deep, it's beyond the circumstances. And that's what Mary, she treasured all these things in her heart. But they had great joy over the good news that the wait for God to redeem his people was over, that this Savior was the gift they had been waiting for. That instead of judgment, instead of separation from God, God was making a new beginning. We talked about that the first week of Advent, the gift of a new beginning, and he was saving his people. So joy to the world. Joy to the world. God has exchanged the judgment for the joy of salvation in his son. And that's such good news. Christ came to save sinners. Those, we all deserve God's judgment, but God exchanges this judgment for forgiveness, for salvation. You see, the cradle is inseparable from the cross. When, when Jesus came uh, and when God sent his son of the world, he didn't just show up and say, well, now what do I do? You know, I guess I got to grow up and then figure this out. Rather, he, he came with a purpose. So Jesus, when he was an adult, this is what he said in Mark 10, 45. He said, for even the son of man came. So he, he, he came as, as a baby on Christmas first, right? He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So ransom, that's an exchange word, right? A ransom is you give something to get something back. So Christ is giving his life. He came to give his life for ours, to exchange the judgment for joy, to exchange our sin for his righteousness. Christ takes our judgment, gives us forgiveness, and that causes joy. So you see that Christmas pattern there. Judgment, right, is exchanged for salvation. It brings joy. That's the pattern of Christmas. Hallelujah. And that joyful exchange is available today. It's available today to all of those who, because, again, it's good news of great joy. It's not just for back then. It's for now. Where anyone who wants to exchange God and, and, and accept God's gift, that offer to exchange judgment for the joy of salvation. We are to spread that joy now. We are to be those heralds. But so today, if you've sort of been checking out this Jesus thing, and, 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 and yes, you, you understand the Christmas message, but you've never stepped into the good, that gift of great joy, that exchange, that, let this be the Christmas you do that. 
Again, just stop thinking about it. Stop knowing about it and open up that gift, that great exchange. And it's simple. It's just simply saying, yes, Jesus, I understand that, um, that I've got sin that should be judged, but I accept your free gift. It's not based on what I've done. I accept your free gift of that exchange for the judgment, for the joy of your salvation, and I trust in you. And then you will receive that great joy, the joy beyond the circumstances. So your wait is over. Hallelujah. Would you, would you step into the good news of great joy today? Now I want to talk to those of us who maybe some of you, like me, you know, to those who've accepted God's offer. You know, maybe you said, yes, I've, I've done that. I've accepted God's offer to exchange judgment for joy of salvation. Well, now we are to spread the, that, that joy now. All right, we are to become heralds. The, the angels, right? The word for angel in Greek is, is, it can be translated angel or messenger. And the context will tell you, is we talking about an angel? Are we just talking about a messenger? We are to be messengers now of that good news. In, from that God has given on Christmas that gift of exchanging the judgment for joy. In word, yes, we do that in word, and, but we also do it in what we do. But even our attitude, we are to represent that great exchange of judgment for joy. That that's the good news. And so we are to become heralds. Now, too often, so that's the good news, right? So we're, we're all to be heralds. The, the gift can be opened. We are to be heralds. So, hi, I'm Harold. This is my brother, Harold. This is my other brother, Harold. So we're all, we're all to be heralds, right? But the, the problem is, is when we forget that we're to be heralds and we start to um, take up the role of judges, that's when we get into trouble, that's when we actually start to undermine in ways both subtle and blatant the good news, the gift that, that God is exchanging judgment for joy. We often reverse the process. We go from joy and, and bring people back to judgment. But that's not the Christmas message, is it? And we do that in words and attitudes because we're supposed to represent that great exchange of judgment for joy. And, and we do this when... Instead of understanding, hi, I'm Harold, we start to look at ourselves as, no, well, I'm the judge. Well, there's only one judge, and his name is God. And, and so we undermine that message, that Christmas message, that God has exchanged judgment for joy. And we do this often when we are judgmental. Now, about 90%, a recent Barna survey so that about 90% of Americans under 30 see Christians as judgmental. 90% see Christians as judgmental. Now, we all judge things, right? We can't get, can't get around that. We all judge things as, you know, good or bad, better, best, all of that. But as they asked further, well, what do you mean by that? It was often, well, that we judge things unfairly that we judge things without listening and without understanding other people, that we judge, jump to judgment because we think we know. So we heralds 
of the great exchange of judgment for joy, that's what we're supposed to be, and yet we're known more for our judgment than our joy. Something's wrong. So think about it. That this, of course, that judgment and joy, uh, when they're done by humans, very, uh, excuse me, judge, yeah, judgment often takes away joy, doesn't lead to joy. Uh, think about it. When you're judging somebody, are they ever happy about that? Usually not. And are you happy? Does that fill you with joy when you're judging somebody? No. I mean, sometimes people feel a smug sense of superiority, but not joy. So judgmentalism, it not only undermines our joy, but it can undermine the Christmas message as well. Because God's exchange is judgment for joy, the joy of forgiveness, the joy of salvation. And so Jesus, he warns us also about judging. Matthew 7, 1 through 2, we looked at this a couple months ago when we, because we're going through the gospel of Matthew. Uh, Jesus said, judge not that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, this has become the most widely quoted Bible verse in our culture, um, and it's often misused to say as if there's no place for judgment. That No, God, he, he judges. He's the one who judges. We just get this mixed up when we misunderstand our place, that God, he is the judge, and we are the heralds of his word, um, but he's the one who judges. And by God's word, we can judge behaviors as right or wrong and, and help one another follow God. That's true. But ultimately, we have to understand God's the judge. We're the heralds. And he's the final judge. And we should be glad about that. We should be glad that God is the judge and we're just the heralds for a couple reasons. Number one is that God is all-knowing. One of the reasons that we humans make such poor judges is because we can't see everything. We're so limited. We don't know, so we're, not, we're usually making judgments based on really partial information. Jesus said in verse uh, John 7, 24, he said, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So again, there's this, a space for judgment, but it's based on what God says. But most of the time, what's the problem? We do base, we do judge based on appearances. <laughs> and that's why we judge wrongly. So that's why we should be thankful. God is the judge. Yes, he's righteous, he's holy, he's perfect, but I'm glad he's judging. Second reason is we should be glad that God judges is that what measure did God use? What measure does he use to judge us? It's grace, right? That's what Christmas is about. Uh, Christmas, we celebrate the measure that God gave us is grace, that we didn't get what we deserve, that instead of, you know, judgment and holiness, yes, he maintains his place as judge. He, he maintains his holiness, but he doesn't judge us based on what we do, but what Christ has done. That's what the exchange is about. We're exchanging our sin for Christ's righteousness. And that's a gift. That's nothing we earn. It's a free gift. And so I'm thankful that God is the judge because his standard is grace. And so... When we judge, when we measure people up, right, with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you, we should be judging people by God's grace. So, yes, it's misjudging, it's a mismeasurement to say, oh, nothing's a sin, it's all relative. No, it's based on what God says, but it's also a mismeasuring and a misjudgment to think that somehow sin is greater than God's grace. That for some people, no, that, that, that sin is, is too big. No, 
God's grace is always bigger. God sent his son who was greater than our sin. The son of God is greater than any sin. He is worthy. He weighs more on the scales of judgment. It's not I'm weighing my good against my bad or anything like that. No, it's rather it's, it's, our, it's judgment for our sin based on Christ's righteousness, on who he is. And he is the son of God. So there is no sin that outweighs the worthiness and the power of the son of God. So in the measuring scales, God's grace always weighs more. <laughs> and we're heralds of that great exchange. We're not heralds of, oh, hope your good outweighs your bad. No, we're heralds of that, that no matter what bad we have done, Christ's grace outweighs that. And he is wanting, he's giving us that exchange. Our sin, uh, the judgment of our sin for the joy of salvation. We're heralds of that message. But we often undermine that gift, that message, when we are judges instead of heralds. Are you with me on this? All right, so how? How do we do that? So that's the concept, right? And we, we all sort of get it, okay, yeah, judge not, all this. And, and, but, but how do we do that? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Well, first, how do we become, so how do we become heralds of the, that exchange of judgment for joy? And again, the, it's, I think the first is an attitude, <laughs> is we have to take on the attitude of being humble heralds, okay? So say that with me, humble herald, all right? That's, that's our identity, is hi, I am humble herald. Not just hi, I'm a herald, I am humble herald. Humble herald, heralds pointing the way. Because if we understand this great exchange, if we have accepted it, then that should naturally produce a humility in us. That, that, that this is a gift. The reason that I'm accepted by God, that I'm saved by God, that I have eternal life, it's not because of what I've done. It's because of God's gift, because of that great exchange. It is a gift. When you open Christmas gifts, you don't say, okay, could you pay me back for that? No, we don't earn the Christmas gift. We don't, it's, it's rather a gift, a free gift, and that's what, the Christmas news is about. And that, if we receive that good news, it should make us humble. It should make us quick to forgive. It makes us humble because God took my well-deserved judgment, so I'm careful of handing out that, right? That's not my place. It also means we're quick to forgive those things that are judges rightly wrong because God graciously forgave us. Again, with a measure that you use, it will be measured to you. So we measure people up based on God's grace. And, and what does that look like? It means that if a person is taking a step towards Jesus, that causes us joy. If somebody is, is on their journey from the, the, the judgment of their sin to the joy of their salvation, whatever small step they take, it should cause us joy. Because what did the, the angels do? They were the heralds, right? And they told that to the shepherds. And the shepherds immediately went to Bethlehem. They started taking steps towards Jesus, causing even more joy. Joy is contagious. But what if the angels, as the, as the shepherds, like, oh, this is exciting. And who is I'm waiting for? I'm going to go to get that gift. If the angels were like, wait, 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 wait. Before, you're taking steps of, towards, towards the Savior, but come back here and get that sheep stink off yourself. You can't stand before the Holy Savior 
with, you know, smelling like sheep. But so many times, somebody will be taking a step towards Jesus. And we all have different points in our journey. Some of us are way, really far away from Jesus. But if we take that step, if we're over here and someone takes a step, we can either look one of two ways. We can be like, man, look at how far away they are from Jesus. Or we can say, look at how they've taken a step towards Jesus. And, and, and let the joy, that joy that they are traveling from judgment to the joy of their salvation. And if we are humble heralds, then when anyone takes a step closer to Jesus, we're happy about that. We don't say, wait a minute, and point them back to judgment. We say, no, take another step and another and another because that's where you need to go. That's where I need to go further. And even when we've opened that present of, of judgment to joy, we still have other steps to take. We're still always in this growth process of getting closer to Jesus so we become better heralds, we become more familiar with his word and, and who he is so that we can reflect him in everything we do. But humble heralds, that's, that's the first thing. It's an attitude of, I didn't earn this. No, I, I'm still taking steps myself. And oh, you're taking steps too? Wonderful. Even if, you know, that guy's really far away. Like, look, look at, they're, they're way over here. But no, didn't, didn't you see that step? And let's rejoice over that. Let's encourage that. Again, in our hearts, if we're humble, it will help us to understand, no, no, we're heralds. We want them to go to the righteous judge because he gives the exchange. They don't need to come back to me for more judgment. They just need to go to the Savior for more joy. Other thing we can do to stop being, uh, to, to be better, be better heralds, first of all, is be humble herald. But also is just to follow Jesus' command in John 7, 24, which is do not judge by appearances, but judge with the right judgment. Could we just stop judging by appearances? So because in our society, it is so prevalent. We are so hung up on appearances and we judge by appearances so many times. But if, our, if we have a humble attitude informed by God's grace, then we're going to be reluctant to judge. But so many times we assume that we know. We assume that we're good judges. And especially, I mean, that's in general, but especially people we know well. Um, not Noel, but know well. Um, <laughs> sorry, these puns just sometimes they hit me. And I, um, that we, we think, okay, I know this person, so hey, I'm a pretty good judge of them. And, but oftentimes we're not. We're not. Well, Christians, we should be different. We should be different. We shouldn't be those who are quick to judge and judge by appearance. Jesus told us not to do it. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> but we are so often wrong because, why, why can't we judge by appearances? Because our perceptions are so often off. Um, several years ago, this, this happens to me every now and again, but this, I'm going to talk about an instant many years ago, so you don't think, oh, I wonder who that was. No, it's somebody you don't know. Um, we had a, a person that was coming to church, um, and I hadn't seen them before, but they started coming regularly. They were engaging, and, and, and I was so encouraged by that. And so um, after a service, I, I went to this, this, this woman, and I said, hey, you know, it's, it's, I'm so happy to see you getting engaged in, in church and all of this stuff, and, and, and so can I pray for you? And the look on her face 
was one of almost shock. And, 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 she, and she's like, well, what do you mean? Do you, do you think I'm that messed up? Do you, do you think, like, when you look at me, do you see someone who's, who's so messed up that they need prayer? And it was sad. And what should have been a time of, of, of getting closer together and closer to God became this awkward, well, no, no, in, in this explanation. But what happened is, whatever, I don't know what trauma this woman had, whatever, but, but that as she looked at the situation, she didn't see a pastor so excited. She couldn't, she couldn't read my mind. She, she assumed my motivations and she was wrong, is that I was actually excited and I wanted to pray for her because I'm like, she is growing, she's, she's hungry for the Lord, and so I want to join, I want to walk alongside her in encouragement and pray together. But again, whatever it was from her past, she read the situation as, he is looking at me as a mess and who is someone who is, you know, just, just needs this extra help. I mean, we all, we all need that. But... But do you see that we, when we judge by appearances, we, we misjudge? And so one of the very basic things, too, that we, can help us not judge by appearances is we also, if we can't judge by appearances properly, we also can't, we should understand, we can't read minds. We can't read minds. And when we assume motivations, we're often wrong. So would you say that with me? I can't read minds. We can't read minds. And if we understood that, it would help. And, and we stopped reading minds, or trying to read minds, I should say. The amount of judgment that we would do would go down, but especially the amount of false judgment we do would go way down. Uh, I was reminded of this and this concept, the emotional healthy relationships um, material with Pete Zero puts out, and that's one of his sort of primary things to, for good relationships, is stop reading minds. Stop assuming people's motivations. Because when we do, we are judging and we are false judging. So, I mean, how, how many times, this probably has happened to you, maybe you've done this or whatever, and you're like, someone, you text someone or, or call someone, right? And they don't, they don't call you back or they don't text you back. Sometimes what do we do? We think, oh, they must be mad at me. They're, they're, not, they're not responding to my message because they're mad at me. But what's the reality? I mean, sometimes they're mad, but oftentimes you're wrong. They're not mad at you. They just forgot. But what have we done? We have, mi we have misassumed their motivations. We've thought we read their minds, but we are wrong. So these misjudgments, they steal joy, don't they? If in our minds we're thinking, oh, that person's mad at me, or but that maybe they're trying to get back at me, or they don't care. Does that, are we ever happy when we're thinking that way? Is there ever joy? No, it's a, it steals our joy. And it hurts relationships. And, that's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight up with you. And the reason it hurts relationships and steals our joy is, is because it's sin. It's sin. We are bearing false witness about someone, at least in our own hearts. And sometimes if we start sharing that or treating that other person differently, 
even if it's not with our words, we are bearing false witness. Oh, they don't care about me. We are misjudging at the very least. And then sometimes if we share those assumptions with other people, it can lead to slander. What slander is making false and damaging statements about someone? That's a sin. The, the Bible is clear that those who, who practice slander will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's why when we're in this way, we're like, well, why does that steal our joy? It's because we're going back to judgment. We're in that judgment realm instead of the joy realm. That's especially, and this happens with our loved ones, but it also especially happens with our people who are our opponents or our enemies. We often assume of others who disagree with us or who are our opponents, we assume the worst motives for them, don't we? I mean, look at social media. It shouldn't be called social media. It should be slander media. Because basically that's all it is, is people think, oh, they do this because, they, oh, here's the real reason that this group is doing that, as if we can read minds and as if we can accurately assume motivations. No, especially when it comes to our opponents, we often think the worst of their motives. But how do we want to be measured, right? Judge not, but also judge with the measure you would want to be measured with. Well, I would want people not to assume my motives. I would want people to assume they can't read my mind and ask. So many times, and, and, and again, I'm saying this as, to us Christians because we are supposed to be better. We are supposed to follow Jesus. We're supposed to be heralds, heralds of joy, that we have exchanged judgment for joy, and yet we're known as heralds of judgment. And again, it's, yes, do we, in order to fully embrace the joy of salvation, do we need to understand judgment and God's uh, rightful judgment on our sin? Yes, but God's the judge of it. We're heralds of that great exchange. So a gift to, a gift that you can give this Christmas to your loved ones, to everybody, is refuse to read minds. Refuse to assume assumptions and your amount of judgment is going to go way down. We are humble heralds that don't read minds. Okay? Humble heralds that don't read minds. Think about that as I want to step into that identity this Christmas. Hi, I'm humble herald and I can't read your mind. <laughs> that would be a gift. And yeah, I'm going to give it, another quick example of what this looks like. Um, so a, a, a few weeks ago, uh, Wendy had mentioned to me, she said something like, uh, hey, the recycling is full. And because I take out the recycling. I'm like, all right. And I was in the middle of something. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to it when I'm finished with that. She says, no, okay, no, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, why did she say, all right, I'll take care of it? Does she think that I don't care enough about her to do my job? Like, what is she, what kind of, you know, what is she coming at me with? Um, but thankfully, I had been reading some of this emotional healthy relationship stuff. So I said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm reading her mind and I'm assuming her motivations. And so uh, we, we, we talked about it when we were going through the book. And I said, so what, you know, why did you say that? Did you say that because you don't think that I care enough about you to actually do my job? And she's like, no, I know you're busy. And so I was doing it because I care for you. So I wanted to do this for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
but see what I had done? Um, I assumed, and again, Wendy and I have been married for, for over a quarter of a century, so like 27 years. Yeah, we're going on our 28th, right? Um, so do, I know her better than pretty much anybody else, and yet I still was trying to read her mind, maybe because I know her so well, I thought, whatever. But see, that's the trouble, is that instead of assuming we can read minds, instead, why don't we say, can, you know, can I check my assumption? Or, um, you know, uh, let me, I think I'm miss, I, I want to make sure I'm interpreting this right. So what, what did you mean? What are you thinking? Take me through your thought process on this. You're like, well, that takes longer. Yeah, but it's so much better than just assuming wrongly. It brings joy instead of going down that road. So if we refuse to read minds, if we refuse to misjudge people's assumptions, it'll help us be heralds of that great exchange. And because, again, we can understand the concepts Oh, yeah, okay, I want to be, I'm a herald, a humble herald who doesn't read minds. But most oftentimes, where does, where are we going to live that out in our closest relationships? So Christmas is God's exchange. <laughs> the good news of great joy that he has exchanged our sin and judgment for the joy of salvation. Let's, let's be good heralds of that in every single situation. Yes, with our families. Yes, in our neighborhoods. We embrace the good news of great joy of Christmas. We're humble heralds in everything, both big and small. We're people who've accepted the great exchange. We've accepted that great exchange of judgment for joy, and then we're heralds of that great exchange because it is good news of great joy. So as a Christmas gift, yes, take that exchange, wrap it, unwrap it. And if, that's, if you've done that for the first time today, hallelujah. But for those of us who've already unwrapped that gift, now it's time for us to be good, humble heralds. Can't read minds. We're just wanting for people to take that step. Take that step from judgment to joy as we're on that same journey. It's a wonderful Christmas gift. Let's celebrate it, but let's live it out this Christmas. Let's pray. Oh, dear God, we are so grateful for that exchange, that Christmas gift. Thank you, Lord. We are so filled with joy that we've exchanged our sorrow, Lord, our judgment, all of these things for the joy of your salvation. And so, Lord, we pray that we would sing that truth aloud. We would not just sing it, Lord, we would live it. Lord, we confess sometimes we've taken that place of being judges. Lord, we repent of that. Instead, we say we want to be humble heralds of your good news. Would help us to live that out this Christmas, this week especially. But thank you, Lord, for your good news of great joy. Oh, Lord, we're, we pray that as we sing this last song, we'd be singing it out with that joy. Lord, even if we came in here being judges and judgmental, Lord, we've released that, we've repented of it, and now we step into that joy of understanding who you are, 
you are the righteous judge, but you are the loving king who sent his savior. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate that now. We celebrate that this Christmas. Lord, we herald that, and we do so in Jesus' name. Amen.